Turning back, I readied myself, expecting the thing to follow us. Just a few feet inside the cave's entrance, its eyes stared as it growled and howled. The cave opening was entirely blocked by the pure bulk of the monstrous animal. Raising my gun, I fired three more rounds. It moved quickly to the side, backward, forward, ducked, and jumped to avoid the lead balls, dodging with unbelievable speed and grace. It was a quadruped with a black furry body. Yellow and red stripes on its back mimicked the pattern of a coral snake. Saliva dripped from its wolf-like mouth, and its long, furry tail seemed to be waggling happily, pointed ears twitching with anticipation and excitement. McGill and Gigante continued their flight towards Guaymas as I fired off another round. The animal fell and whimpered, the bullet landing solidly in what appeared to be the creature's chest. Cautiously moving closer, it was my intention to finish the animal off with my final shot. As I began to shorten the distance between us, the animal's pained whimper suddenly and unexpectedly changed to a growl, then into an unnerving laugh, deep, low, and echoing. Hastily I stepped away. A fear which I had not felt since Gettysburg overtook me. The animal slowly pulled its feet underneath it, rose onto its four legs, continuing until it stood on two. The beast dwarfed Gigante, nearly scraping the top of the mine. Cocking its head to the side, it held out an open hand to reveal the lead ball, allowing it to clank on the ground, and spoke, We will finish this later. Retreating into the depths of the cave, it disappeared and uttered a final phrase, You are too much fun. It would be a waste to kill you so quickly. Gathering my wits, I slowly made my way to Anna's inn, wondering if the monster was toying with me. Would he really let me escape? Fear polluted every second of that journey home, worrying the monster would run me down from behind. Darkness, brought on by the clouds, was all around me as I arrived at the bar. Gigante and Miguel were in the barroom with Anna. I wasn't surprised to see Maria next to Miguel. Spanish blood provided her creamy white skin. Her hair was a dark brown and her eyes a sky blue. Maria was a beautiful woman, pretty enough to put the reddest rose to shame. Much like Anna's dress, Maria followed the traditional design of the town, but was a different color, pink with blue flowers. Whimpering, the coyote was atop a blanket on the floor. At first glance, I recognized the blanket, one from my own bed. In the light, we could see the coyote's unique coloring. It was all black, darker than any coal, without a stripe, spot, or speck of any other color. What took you so long? Gigante looked concerned. We thought maybe... Not waiting for him to finish, I asked. I am fine. How was he? I gestured to the coyote with a nod of my head. Whimpering, the animal appeared to answer for itself. He wasn't much better, but considering the jostling run in Gigante's arms, it was remarkable that he wasn't worse. Even more remarkable was that the bleeding seemed to have stopped. My bandana, the one I initially tied on its leg, was replaced with clean bandages. They were loosely wrapped, allowing the animal's wound to breathe. I knelt by him, scratching his head. The beautiful beast opened his vivid orange eyes and mustered strength, building up just enough energy to lick my hand one time before he rested his head on the blanket, closing his eyes again. He likes you, Lucene, Miguel commented.
Lucene, I asked, accustomed to being called Gringo. It means bringer of light, McGill explained. You brought light to this animal. Thank you. I flashed McGill a warm smile, payment for the new name. Midnight drew near. McGill, Gigante, and Maria returned to their homes, leaving me to wonder if McGill had followed through on his plan to propose. Anna found solace in her own bedroom. Just the two of us, the coyote and I, remained on the floor in that same spot, awake and together. As the morning neared, he finally fell into a restless sleep. Keeping him wasn't something I'd initially planned. Even so, it seemed appropriate to come up with a name. After all, we couldn't just keep referring to him as the coyote. Deciding on a name wasn't difficult. I would call him Shadow.